Good morning, Christian America. Detractors can be the worst. Just when you want to take a step forward, somebody's there to push you back. Just when you're trying to climb out of the hole that you've put yourself in, there's always somebody down in that hole that's trying to pull you back down with them. Taking steps towards Christ is not always easy. Living the Christian American life can be difficult, but we can't let the detractors, we can't let the naysayers get the best of us. So let's talk about that and more this Monday on Good Morning Christian America. Good morning, Christian America. So welcome to another Monday on the Good Morning Christian America podcast. We try to come to you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to give you a bit of inspiration, just a tad bit of uh, education, and then a little focus on the families on Friday. So we are going into the weekend to to, to try to uh, inspire you to live a more Christ-filled life a life of inspiration to others, a life uh, that leads to a more fulfilled and purpose-driven life, a life that's dedicated not to yourself, but to Christ first, and then your country and your family and your community. Now, why is that? Why is that so important? Well, we believe that it's that important because right now our country and our families and our communities are on the wrong track. And the only way to bring us back to sanity, bring us back to reality, not our own reality, but to reality is that we need to put Christ back in our lives. And not only do we need to put Christ back in our life, but we need to prioritize it. We need to prioritize Christ. We need to prioritize His will, His works, His example. We need to then prioritize the love of our country, the love of our community, to recreate, to re to sow that community fabric that our country has had for over 200 years. And that's how we build a more prosperous nation. And I don't mean prosperous in the sense of money and wealth, although those things are all good. But when I mean prosperous, I mean prosperous in our works, in our actions, in our meaning, in our daily lives, gaining and, 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 and holding meaning and purpose in what we do and how we live and how we interact with one another. It's, in, it's with that in mind that we come to you at the beginning of each week here on the Christian American, uh, the Good Morning Christian America podcast. Before we get into it, though, uh, we want to remind you that if you want to contribute to the Christian American community, if you want to contribute to the Christian American cause, go to ChristianAmericanTees.com. We sell tees, tanks, hoodies, sweats, and other associated items there. We're not asking for donations. We don't take donations. We want participation. We want you to put on one of these tees that represents who you are, that represents your priorities in life, and we want to go. We want you to go out into the world and spread that message. 
And with the Christian American Tea, you can spread that message without having the the gift of gab, without having uh, the the uncomfortable uh, uncomfortability of uh, of a conversation maybe that you're not prepared for. But if you put on one of these teas and you go out and you live your life right, if you can take your family out and and, and you uh, act appropriately. And you show the world that you're a Christian American. Your family is a Christian American family. Good things will happen and you will inspire others uh, without even knowing about it. And then the results of that are incalculable. Okay? So if you if you feel so inclined, uh, visit ChristianAmericanTees.com. Pick yourself up something good. So this, this Monday, this Monday is the start of a new week. This start of a new week is the start and the beginning of a new chance. It's, a, it's the beginning of a new chance for all of us to do what's right, to make the turn into lukewarm Christianity, into something hotter, something more potent, something more strong, something more passionate. Passionate and lovingly filled with Christian principles and the ideas that Christ left us, the revelation that he left us in the New Testament, the example that he set for over three years of living right, doing right, and voicing and and educating us on how we should live and how we should uh, think and how we should love. And what that does, the, the second, third, fourth, and fifth order of effects after you start living right after you put yourself together individually you put yourself right with God when you put yourself right with Christ you can then branch out and put your family right with Christ you can then put your community right with Christ You can put your country right with Christ. And that is the goal. That is the goal. But it's not going to be easy. And it's not easy. But there isn't a point in the Bible in which Christ says that it's going to be easy. At no point does he say it's going to be easy. He continuously says it's going to be tough. And then you and then he not only says that, but he lives that example. He lives it out for us to model ourselves after. He is sinless. He helps the helpless. He educates the quote-unquote educated He comforts the afflicted and he afflicts the comforted. Christ was with with was not without his own detractors. They crucified him. They besmirched him. They mocked him. They ridiculed him. All this prior to the crucifixion and his followers, they're uneducated. They don't know anything. 
They live in a poor region of the country. Don't we hear that today? Don't we hear that today as Christians? We're the strongest of faith geographically in our nation. What do they say about us? We're uneducated. We come from a poor part of the country. They're clinging to their guns and their religion. You hear these same tropes against Christians in 2019 as you did 2,000 years ago. And it's not true then, and it's not true now. But it's not something that we can get away from. There will always be detractors. There will always be naysayers. There will always be obstacles that we face in our lives, physically, morally, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. These challenges are not going to go away. What what we need to think about and consider is how we respond to these challenges. How do we uh, overcome these obstacles? What parts of our lives are we willing to maintain and do what's right at all costs? What part of our lives are we just unwilling to compromise in? And I would tell you that faith and love of Christ and of your your country, of our country, is one of those areas where we cannot relent. We cannot back down. We cannot fall backwards. It's our faith in in, in, in our God And it's our love of our country and the love of our fellow man that drives us, that should drive us. And these are areas of our faith and of our family that we cannot relent on. We cannot back down. We cannot succumb to the detractors and the naysayers, no matter who they are. No matter who they are. It's easy to tell the neighbor down the street. It's easy to tell the stranger that you don't know. It's easy to tell them. I'm a Christian and you can't change my mind. I'm not going to back down no matter what you say. It's easy to type it out on Twitter. It's easy to to post something on Facebook. It's easy to make a, a video where... Where you're not looking at anybody to say, I'm a Christian and I stand strong no matter what. We can all do that. And we all should do that. It's not as easy when the naysayer, when the detractor is your neighbor who lives right next to you. It's not easy when it's your brother who walked away from the church. It's not easy when it's your daughter or your son who's gone off to college and has come back saying that, you know, religion is for the uneducated. It's not that easy then, is it? It's not that easy 
when we have quote-unquote Christian American leaders that are supposed to stand up for God's word written in the Bible, written in the scripture, and they come out and preach and teach things that are contrary to what the Bible says, things that are contrary to what Christianity says. It's not that easy at that point to stand up and say, you're wrong. It's just not. But it's something that's going to be necessary. It's not that easy if it's going to be your your political leaders who come down and trash your religion and call you out of step with society. When they call you uneducated and uninformed. When they make fun of you. When they say that you're behind the times. Or whatever they say after that. It's not that easy if the, the dean of the university is calling or, or making fun of Christians. It's not that easy when you're in a classroom, a university classroom, and the professor, the one who's going to make your grades, who's going to grade your work, when they're sitting up there saying that Christ doesn't exist, that Christ never existed, that that religion is a hoax. It's not that easy to stand up then, is it? It's easy to do it online. It's easy to do it to some strangers. It's easy when you have when you don't have anything to lose but when you have something to lose it's extremely difficult to stand strong but that is when character is tested that is when character is developed that is when it's most necessary to stand up because that is when you can have some influence that is when uh you know christ calls us to stand strong If you go to 1 Corinthians, right? Paul talks about this in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 15 at the end. Um, verse number 58, he says, dear for, uh, Therefore, dear brothers and sisters, be steadfast. Be steadfast. Immovable. That's the words. Be steadfast immovable in what steadfast in what immovable in what always excelling in the Lord's work 1st Corinthians chapter 15 verse 58 therefore my brothers and sisters be steadfast immovable always excelling in the Lord's work pretty clear that's pretty clear but why why Paul why should we be steadfast and immovable in the Lord's work well he answers it by saying because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain because you know that it's the right thing to do you know that christ is watching you know that the test 
is at hand. You know that what you're doing, what you're believing, what you're saying, if you're doing it for the Lord, if you're doing it for His works, if you're doing it for His will, then it's not in vain and you are right. We are right. It's not me saying it. It's the Lord saying it. This is Paul. Straight out of the Bible. Read it word for word. Read it word for word. And you have to be strong and immovable. You have to be convicted in your beliefs. We can't waffle. We can't be weak. But being strong takes time. Being strong means challenging those muscles, just like your body. In order for you to be strong spiritually, in order for you to be strong mentally, in order for you to be strong physically, all of those things need tests. They need obstacles. So to have a strong body, you have to work it out. To have a strong mind, you have to challenge it. You have to work it out. You have to read. You have to you, you have to learn. You have to grow. Your arguments have to be challenged and you have to create new ones. And you may have to shift some things as you learn and as you grow. Strength of spirituality is no different. In order for you to be strong in your faith, you must you must use your faith to overcome obstacles. That's how you build up your defenses. That's how you build up your spiritual defenses. In Proverbs 25, the Proverbs of uh, the Proverbs of Solomon who had all the wisdom he said you have to be like a city whose walls or uh, someone with no conviction is like a city whose walls are broken through is a person who lacks self-control which means you have to be disciplined in yourself. The detractors will come. The temptations will come. The challenges will come. But you have to have self-control. You have to be steadfast. You have to be immovable in your beliefs, in your convictions. In your convictions in Christ. And your convictions in this country and your convictions in the community in order to build it strong in order to maintain before I let you guys go today I want to encourage you to step out of your comfort zone physically spiritually mentally and challenge the world that challenges you challenge the world that challenges you. Challenge it to step up and bring Christ 
into their lives. Show them what Christ can do. Show them the power of God by living out your life right. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, have a great week. Have a a Christ-filled week. Have an inspired week. Have a week filled with passion for Christ. Do your works on behalf of Him. Live your life as if He's watching because He is. Love your neighbor. Educate them on the glory of God. On the wisdom of His words. Inspire them with your passion and your your example. And when they inquire about that example, when they inquire about that passion, when they inquire about that happiness, when they inquire about the success, the great feeling that you have, that's your opportunity to introduce them to Christ or to reintroduce them to Christ. Don't go into the world for yourself. Don't go into the world for selfish reasons, for your own glory, for your own prestige, from your own for your own majesty, for your own wealth. Don't do it. If you enter into the world seeking only selfish reasons, only uh, seeking only selfish results, you will fail. No matter what those results are, you will fail because you'll be empty inside. You'll be empty inside because you although we love you, are not the reason for your life. You are not the reason for your life. You only exist because Christ made you. You are his handiwork. Ephesians 2.10 says that. You are his handy. We are his handiwork made in Christ Jesus. Once again, to do his works, to do the Lord's works, not to do Eddie's works, not to do Joe's works, not to do Jane's works, not to do some businesses works. You're put on this earth to do the Lord's works. To live right and in self-control. And not only for you, but for your family, your community, your country. And that's how we bring us back. That's how we bring us back. That's how we bring us back towards God. 
That's how we bring us back towards Christ. That's how we bring us back to a more passionate, loving, caring, prosperous country. Until uh, we see you again on Wednesday. So Wednesday, we're going to continue down Matthew 6. Matthew chapter 6. Uh, as we continue our step down through the New Testament. Um, you don't want to miss it. So turn it, tune into the podcast. If you're on audio only, uh, that's great. Get the message any way you can. As a reminder, we have the Good Morning Christian America podcast that's on a ton of channels. We got about eight or so, eight or nine different podcast audio only channels. We got, uh, we put the podcast and the video on Facebook. We, uh, uh, we put clips on Instagram. We have the podcast, the backup podcast that you can watch at any time on the YouTube channel, the Good Morning Christian America YouTube channel. Go subscribe to the channel. Leave comments. Uh, let us know if there's an, a subject that you want to talk about. We'll be more than willing to, 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 to bring it up. Um, we support the Christian American community. We support the Christian American community. If you're a Christian American out there that's trying to do something greater than yourself, if you're starting an organization, if you're starting a business, if you're starting a nonprofit, if you're starting a, a women's group or a men's group, if you're starting a ministry, if you're starting, if you're doing anything that f- furthers God's message, we support you. We are not in competition. We want nothing but the best for our for our community and for our country. And by the best, I mean the best in God. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, have a great week. It's Monday. Get moving. Get motivated. Be on fire for Christ. Live your life. Live your vocation dedicated to Him. And I promise you, you will be satisfied. God bless.